Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It's Just Us podcast, where we talk about popular topics in our society from the point of view of two young Black women in college. We hope our content is a perfect mix of enjoyable and informative. When listening, we hope to foster a safe and comfortable environment to talk about any and everything, because remember, it's just us. In honor of Valentine's Day, on today's episode, we will be talking about love in all of its forms. So, Kayla, what does self-love mean to you? <laughs> um, I think self-love means to me exactly that, just the different ways you um, try practicing loving yourself. So, that could be setting boundaries with people, that could be watching what you eat, that could be working out. You know, or the, you know, self-care nights, face masks. It's just, it's the way you choose to better the love or your better your relationship with yourself. What do you think? You know, I grew all that. <laughs> um, I really do. But my definition of self-love is um, really putting yourself first in all situations. Um, practicing self-discipline. So that's going to be like the not-so-glamorous side of um, self-love and being reflective enough to know that it's not always your fault. So like sometimes when we practice self-love, it's like, well, I want to make sure that I'm being the best me for me and other people. But understand, like, everything isn't your fault and you have to learn yourself mm. in order to be a little bit more lenient on yourself. Because mm. when you go through your self-love journey, you're going to notice a lot of things that you don't like or love. Those are all. Who? That's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel attacked. I mean, not attacked, but you know, you going through that journey. <laughs> no, I know. I get it. You like, I did not have to go off like that. <laughs> you like, dang, I'm always going off. So then you start thinking, like, maybe I shouldn't. Right. Well, like I said, I agree with all the points you just brought up. But you know, according to. Um, a Psychology Today post, you know, by that was written by Deborah Koshaba. She's a um, she's a psychologist. She said the textbook definition for self love is that it is a state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions that support our physical, psychological, and spiritual growth. When we act in ways that expand the self love in us, we begin to better accept our weaknesses as well as our strengths. We have a less need to explain away our shortcomings, mm. have compassion for ourselves as human beings struggling to find personal meaning, and are more centered in our life purpose and values, and expect living fulfillment through our own efforts. Wow. Based on Dr. Koshaba's definition of self-love, I believe as a junior in college, um, and especially a junior at an HBCU, um, the illustrious North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University, um, I feel like it has definitely enhanced my journey in self-love because um, I'm surrounded by my history. Uh, I'm surrounded by a lot of people who look like me. And um, I don't necessarily always feel like I have to try as hard to fit in in my HBCU as I do in other circles Mm -hmm. in the world, like um, professionally or Mm -hmm. even going to recreational places that a lot of people of color may not go. So if I go to like, if we want to try new stuff, like, you know, we always try new stuff and we may go somewhere and it's not the the blackest place. And it's us and it's like, well, okay. 
I don't feel I don't get that feeling at school. And um other things that I have experienced during my journey is a lot of growing pain. So like I mentioned, you have to be a little bit more lenient on yourself during this journey because these are you're doing um What's that? You know when you do inventory oh. in the store. You know, <laughs> yeah. so you're doing you're doing inventory on your on your past. You're doing inventory on your present. You're doing inventory on your emotions and how you treat others and how you treat yourself. So it's constant inventory. It's constant thinking. It's you being very reflective. So it's, there's going to be some growing pains. So like I said, you notice some things you don't like, and you notice a million things you love, and you notice some of the things you don't like. Maybe. Maybe some blood ties, maybe family, <laughs> mm-hmm. and maybe you don't like some ways they do things. You may not like some ways that they have, some choices they've made, and that's okay because that's part of the inventory. Another thing is learning how to be selfish, but not be like a straight out ass. Like <laughs> I'm going to put, like I said, put myself in a lot of situations, put myself first, but I always want to be kind. Like yeah. when you're going through this journey of self love. This doesn't mean turn up the savage mode 100%. Like, you're still going to want to be kind to people. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was a lot. That was that a word. Was. That was. That was. Touched on a lot of stuff. I did. I did. I'm sorry. I'm fit. No. It really makes me think. Because it's like, mm-hmm. even with my self-love journey, I think, like, a lot of people tend to get self-esteem and self-love confused. Mm. So it's easy to be like, oh, I love myself. I think I'm cute. I, I you know, I know I got it. Like, who don't love themselves? What? What? <laughs> but that sounds like, but it's very often, you know, you can have, a, I guess, a sort of high self esteem, or you can think, you know, well, I'm cute. I have this. I have that, and still like not love yourself, not love the person you are. And you know that can be very evident by some of the choices you make, by the type of people Ooh! you choose. By the type of people you choose, you know, to hang stop, around with, stop. the type of the type of things you tolerate, like it's all very evident. So I guess with my self love journey, what I can say is, um, I've definitely been on it since I've been in college. I definitely think, you know, getting kind of out of the small mindedness or the safety of um home and being in high school and then, you know, college is the first time a lot of people are really on their own mm-hmm. for the first time. So yeah, I do think that coming to school has kind of helped with my journey of self-love um and like you said it's that's the thing self-love self-care is not pretty it's not fun all the time like you said I know I I made the comment like oh face mask and you know making sure you look good and making sure you eat tonight like yeah but like like you said there's gonna be a lot of looking in the mirror and dissecting like you know I don't like this about myself or you really do this, and you need to get to the bottom of it and fix mm-hmm. it. Like you said, just being easier on yourself. It's okay. It's okay. You're not perfect. It's not all going to happen overnight. Yes, it's but not going to happen overnight. all that matters is that you're working on it. You realize it. And like you said, sometimes realizing ugly truth. Something you don't like might be tied to somebody you love or something mm. you love. Ooh. And... You know, sometimes you're going to have to set that boundary and kind of cut it off because it's yeah. not good if you want to, you know, up it up a level. Like, everybody can't go where you're going. Everything can't go where you're going. Everything so. can't. Making room a difference between isolation and boundaries. Yes. You don't have to isolate yourself, but you may have to separate yourself from some people and cut off some old baggage. Like you said, 
It ain't room at the top for all that. It's not. And sometimes we don't, you know, I admit that. Sometimes it's not fun. You don't, you keep ignoring it. And then you wonder why you, nothing is like, you know, progressing and why stuff not going your way. Because you're trying to hold on to everything. And that's an ugly part of self-love is loving yourself enough to sacrifice. Sacrifice. So. So we've been talking about self-love in our journeys um, and everything we've endured. Now we're going to talk about some steps Dr. Koshaba believes will be helpful to begin and or maintain your self-love journey. Okay. So in total, there are seven steps, and we're going to start with number one. So number one is to become mindful. People who have more self-love tend to know what they think, feel, and want. They are mindful of who they are and act on this knowledge rather than on what others want for them. Um, hmm. I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job of step one by her standards. I think um, a big, a big, big thing I learned at the end of last year was definitely, like it says, just be more in tune with what you want, what you feel, how things make you feel. I started paying a lot more attention to uh, certain situations or like certain people when I'm around them, even if they say nothing to me, mm-hmm. how that makes me feel. Um, also, whenever you do feel something like an emotion like anger or excited or sad, like not just dwelling on the fact that you feel that way, but actually getting to the root of why, why you feel that way. way. Mm-hmm. Yes. So definitely, I definitely can see why being mindful, if you know those things and pay attention to those things, of course, it makes sense that um, you'll more than likely always, you know, act on what's in your best interest because you know you're, you're being mindful. So number two is act on what you need rather than what you want. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Act on what you need rather than what you want. So first, we need to go ahead and make our list and decipher a need and a want. Okay. So we kind of think that we can't live without a lot of things because it makes us happy, but our happiness should not be contingent on materialistic things or a person. So nine times out of ten, that is not a need. It will be a want. So, And I'm not saying the bare need, like your shoes, your shirt, just the water. I mean, we need more than that. You may need communication to keep your, your mentality sane. You need to communicate about certain things you feel. That's a need. But you don't need to gossip about everything, every negative thing you see on the shade room every day. Mm. That's not a need, and that can kind of prolong some of our toxic traits that's going to hinder our self-love journey. Um, also, ask them what you need rather than what you want. Oh, I, oh, like, I really think I just need a man. Like, I'm going to stop doing all this when I get a man, or I'm going to stop doing this when I get a girl. I'm going to stop doing this when I get the money. I'm going to start doing this when I get the money. Oh. If we keep that win-win-win mindset, we're never going to do it. So you have to decipher the need and the want and understand what you're going to do right now. I know we hear our parents say all the time, like, do something that you're going to thank yourself for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But you really have to think about that. Like, what are you going to do today that's going to improve your tomorrow, not you giving it to your wants and your temporary emotions today? Step number three is practicing good self-care. So you will love yourself more when you take better care of your basic needs. Basic needs mean, you know, making sure you shower every day, making sure you eat regularly every day, little stuff like that. So for me personally, one thing that I have to do every day 
is I make my bed. So no matter how crazy late I'm running in the morning, it don't matter what my floor looks like, what my bathroom looks like on my way out the door. You can best believe when I first like get up out the bed in the morning, I'm making it. And that's just because for me, at the end of my day, my whole life can be in shambles. But if I come home and my bed is made, I know I'm going to get stuff done and it could be way worse. And, you know, that's something small that I started doing, I think, like, maybe a year or two ago. And it, it's literally done volumes for my self-care and my self-esteem. It just definitely helps make me feel better. There's also other little things, you know, like I said, making sure you eat right, exercising regularly. And also getting the proper amount of sleep. Now, I know for college students or definitely just people in general with busy schedules, we all like to adhere to the, you know, oh, the grind don't stop, money don't sleep, I don't need rest. Yes, you do. You can't perform at your optimum levels if you're not taking that bit of self-care and making sure that you get some sleep at the very least. It doesn't have to, you know, be eight hours. Everybody doesn't need eight hours to be functioning. But definitely, you know, just taking that time aside to rest. Like, you can't be on go all the time. So, you know, just some of these little ways are good ways to practice self-care and definitely will make you feel better internally as well as externally. So, step four is setting boundaries. I'm just going to read the first line. You will love yourself more when you set limits or say no. I'll start here. Personally, with me, I'm always going to refer to me. I'm going to make my I statements. Um, in my personal journey of self-love, I noticed that I had issues with saying no. And before, I was just like, I'm just nice. I'm not ever going to say no. That's why. And then I started to, like, take that self-inventory. Like Kayla said, why do I, do I feel happy right now? Do I feel sad while I'm doing this? Am I making myself do this? Why am I doing this? Would I be just willing to do this for myself? So I'm taking these self-inventory that ask me these questions, and I'm noticing that I had such a hard time with saying no because I thought I couldn't. I thought I didn't deserve to. I thought I didn't have the choice to say no. So as I progress through my, my journey of self-love, I say no way more now. But I'm going to allude back to what I said earlier as well. When you're going through this journey of self-love, that doesn't necessarily give you the right to be an ass. You're saying no to protect yourself, but remember there's a way to do everything. Like we were just talking about Bukanas. I don't really like Bukanas like that no more. Like, I really rock the Bukanas. Tell first the people what Bukanas is. Okay, Bukanas is a, is a nightclub in Greensboro um, on West Market Street. Yeah, Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, and it's, it's not really my thing. It's something I used to like. So, I, like I said before, you learn new things about yourself. And you're going to change, and that's okay. People are like, oh, you changed up when you went to school. Or you changed up since you did da-da-da. But... Maybe they're just mad that they're still stagnant. So setting those boundaries isn't necessarily you being an ass. Isn't you Xing people out? Isn't you changing up? But you're escalating yourself. And like we said before, everybody can't go where you're going. Step number five is protecting yourself. So literally all this means is just bring the right people into your life. A good way to do this, I personally think is by practicing discernment and all discernment means is the ability to judge well so with that being said everybody you know on your self-love journey 
is not going to make it with you. Like, when you're leveling up, that's just the honest-to-God truth. Everybody can't go where you're going. Everybody can't do what you're doing. And some people do will get left behind. And, you know, sometimes I think that's a very hard thing, especially for us at this age, is, you know, we're all experiencing different, I guess, trials and tribulations that life has to offer. So no... No one's path is the exact same, but what you might find is that, you know, people you used to hang out with, where you're going or what, you know, the type of time that you're on now, the type of mentality you have, they might not have that mentality. They still might, you know, be stuck in the past. And, you know, for them, they'll get it together on their own. But for you, you know, you just have to let that go. And so you really, just with protecting yourself, you just always have to, you know, have your best interests ultimately at heart before anyone else's. Even no, you know, no matter how hard, no matter how hard or how much you love them, and that just goes back into what Zario was saying about setting boundaries. Is there's going to be sometimes you don't like something or you're not okay with something anymore, and somebody you love it might be attached to that person. So what boundaries are you going to set to allow you know your spirit, your self love to be protected because you don't ever want to look up. And think of yourself as less than because you allow somebody in your space that lets you think that about yourself. Whew. All right, getting to the end. So step six is forgiving yourself. Now, I can talk about this probably for 20 minutes, but I'm not. Maybe a whole day. But when it comes, we are very critical of ourselves. We are more critical of ourselves than other people are. I'm sure that me and Kayla are going to sit this podcast 30 times before we release it because we want to try to hear every kink or try to think what, well, what, what will our viewers think? What will our listeners think? Mm-hmm. So that's that's me from a podcast, but that's not even me talking about my parents. Um, the work, we're in college. I'm in college, so the work I may turn in. We have to be careful how critical you are of yourself. Yes, it's very important to have that critical lens, so you can be your best, but being overcritical can kind of cripple you in any kind of way of any growth because when you're overcritical, sometimes, most of the time, it's accompanied by fear. So I'm overcritical of my parents, personally me, because I fear what other people will think when they observe me. So and that's one thing I'm going to keep going back to my self-inventory that I notice I don't like about myself. I have to forgive myself for that. And forgiveness isn't a one-time thing. Sometimes we use that word like, okay, Kayla, I forgive you for taking my chips. <laughs> I cannot bring this up to Kayla in two weeks like, you really took my damn chips. I forgave her. Forgiveness has to be something that's active. You forgive yourself tomorrow because you're overcritical and you do it again Thursday. It's a part of the journey. Forgive yourself again. Forgiveness is active and you have to continuously do it and it will become second nature. And before you notice it, maybe your overcriticalness is going to be minimized because you're being more conscious about it. Like with step one, being more mindful about how you feel. So forgive yourself and be active in it. Keep forgiving yourself and keep trying because as long as you're trying, you're not failing. And this brings us to our last step. Number seven, live intentionally. Oh my gosh. Um, all of my friends know that has been my word for 2019 so far. It is yes. to be intentional. And right now, I'm about to drag myself. Everything I do, everything you do on your journey to self-love, 
should be for a reason. It should have a purpose. When you're living in your purpose, everything just, I swear, it just moves smoother. It goes smoother. So, you know, in the simplest form, stop talking about it and be about it. And me personally, like, me working on that. So one thing I said that I was going to be more intentional about doing this year was bettering my relationship with Christ. So I grew up in the church. I've always been kind of in and out. But since I've gotten to college, like most people, I really fell off. And I kind of lost my way. You know, it kind of it got placed on the back burner. I didn't completely, you know, abandon my faith. But it just wasn't as important as it had been for me growing up. And so, you know, coming into 2019, I guess it was one of my New Year's resolutions. I just said, no, I'm really like, I really want to better my relationship with Jesus Christ. And so with that being said, what I started doing was the first thing I did when I came back to school for the spring semester was I found a church to go to because I wanted to get back into the habit of going every Sunday. And literally after the first Sunday of me being back in church, I wish I could have time to explain to y'all all the good things that kind of just fell into place for me that following week and it was all just because you know I was intentional I said this is what I want and I made my first step towards you know what I wanted which by me making that step and going to church that I did something that had a purpose and you know not to make it all about religion you can do this you know within your personal life as well so you know just making sure that everything you do you're doing it for a reason And the thing is, too, whenever you find that reason for doing something, it'll motivate you even further to get it done and reach your goals. And when you're reaching your goals and you're seeing yourself accomplish things that at first, you know, you didn't see yourself doing, that just automatically, you know, again, it just, like we said, self-esteem and self-love go hand in hand. It just skyrockets that because you feel so proud of yourself because you're living in your purpose.